I know you say that I am assuming things. Something's going down. That's the way it seems. Shouldn't be the reason why you're acting strange. If nobody's holding you back from me, because I know how you usually do when you say everything to me times two. Why can't you just tell the truth? If somebody's there, then tell me who. Say my name. Say my name. Continue podcast, episode 146. Little Destiny's Child for everybody <laughs> here <laughs> at the end of summer. <laughs> I like that the sadder an air horn gets, the closer to a duck it becomes. <laughs> it's like it's running out of whatever the chemical is and that makes it work. <laughs> um, yes, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the video game show that we make for you. My name is Anthony John Agnello, and with me are two people, uh, stalwart, uh, believers in a bright future. We have Susan Art. Bright in that you mean like we're going to be consumed by the sun? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that. I, mean, I mean, it is going to be like from a physics standpoint, very bright. bright. Very, very bright. Insert, For a while. Insert Timbuk3 reference here. Yeah. <laughs> also, just shit. as an aside... Here's how you know you you are with with the person that you are meant to be with. Mm. So, uh uh the the local the local stores first of all, it is a scientific fact that uh people spend more money if they like the music in a retail establishment. Oh yeah. This has been proven. Secondly, uh the local establishments here very squarely understand uh, the different demographics that they're dealing with and just pump the music of my childhood into them at all times, which I, I celebrate greatly. I have an encyclopedic knowledge of 80s music. And so I will, my husband and I will be out at the grocery store, Lowe's, doesn't matter. And I will just, you know, at various points, lean over to him and be like, this is sixpence, none the richer. <laughs> and he's like, that's great, honey. That's great. Uh, this this is Ice House, uh, Crazy. The other hit from this album, uh, Man of Colors, was Electric Blue. He's like, that. yes, that's okay. Thank you for letting me know. Just the patience, the patience yep. for it. Yep, yep. Uh, yep, he's a saint. Right, so you missed your calling as the, uh, the NPR announcer, but... <laughs> The only problem is they, they like they only do jazz. Like you need one that yeah, does like yeah. 80s hits. And you're like that. Well, that was uh, Cutting Crew with. Uh... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was the Beach Boys with Kokomo. Kokomo. <laughs> Kokomo. Yes. Of course, uh, uh, John Stamos of Full House fame, <laughs> guesting on drums on that track. He would go on to tour with the Beach Boys for many years. I would fucking I would buy Sirius XM for this channel, Susan. Yes. I'm just I'm just putting that out there. Uh, re- like very related, very related. Like you know, you're with the right person. A uh, couple of days ago was my wife Kate's birthday, oh. and uh, the night before, I was like, "Honey, I have like your birthday presents are wrapped, but I do have a birthday present for you that is not wrapped." 
Oh, and God. she was like, what? I was like, well, Ahsoka premieres tonight, and you don't have to hear me talk about Ahsoka <laughs> at all. I won't. <laughs> I'm not. I won't talk about it at all. And she, like, looked at me, and, like, you could tell, like, she, she like, was, like, really thinking about it. And then she just kissed me and left the room. Like, that was it. <laughs> but then, flash forward, like, later, like, we're in bed, like, reading, you know, trying to, like, head towards sleep. And she just looks at me, and she's just like, hey, you can talk about Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, I was gonna because, like—is this like actually a difficult thing? It's like if I gave a present to my wife, saying like, "Hey, I promise I would never talk about Metal Gear." I think that she would appreciate that. Whereas, like something like Asuka, like if it's not good and you're not talking about it, like uh, it, like what, 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 which what? on the spectrum is it? Like, are you not talking about it because like, oh my god, you're so excited and you're like, I, I don't want to put that sort of. Uh, let, I don't want. I don't want to put her in that headspace. Or is this more just like I? I just Dave, don't care about Dave, it. you've you've known me. You have both known me for a long time. Do you guys, in your opinions, think it's easy for me to not rant about shitty Star Wars? Okay, fair, fair. Yep. <laughs> I'm okay. gonna stop you at. Do I think it's easy for you to just not talk incessantly? Just not. Just not like, it's so hard. Yeah. It's so. It's I. I'm. It's. It's just not. It's who I am as a human. <laughs> but I have heard this is shitty Star Wars. Oh God! I, I, look, <laughs> this is. So so she did like the next morning. She's like, "How was it?" And I was like, uh, "Strangely, it's legitimately not even worth talking about. Like, it's Ooh, so bad yeah. that I can't mm. even like hot take my way through five minutes on it. Like, it is just can't do a tight five on Ahsoka." I, I tweeted the only thing that you can say about it, which is well, I really wonder if we'll ever get to play the Xbox 360 game all these cutscenes were yanked out of. Ooh. <gasps> nice. <laughs> right, straight out of 2006. Force Unleashed 2. I, well, no. I, I, that's, that's harsh to Force Unleashed. Like, this is <laughs> oh, where, no! No, like, we're at the Jedi the Power Battles uh, level here, guys. Like, it's just... Yikes. It's just fucking pathetic. Uh, that person who will defend Star Wars Super Bombad Racing for PS2 uh, to his grave is Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. Uh, a game made by Rainbow Studios, uh, famed creators of the ATV <laughs> Off-Road Fury series. I don't know, like... <laughs> nice. They make okay racers. I'd never play yeah. Bombad Racing though. So like the fact that you delivered it in Susan's NPR voice. <laughs> That's one from Rainbow Studios. R.I.P. <laughs> Rainbow. Um, Are they done? Are they gone? I thought they like they. they last I, I know heard, people like those games. I know well, and like they, they they were like uh, I don't know if they were like done done, but like they were no longer a going concern when that like THQ sort of fallout happened. Mm. I know that, mm. but yeah, no, I don't know. They made good, uh, like one of my first reviews that I wrote for like a website was for like ATV Offroad Fury. I think one of them. Um, they're all right. Like yeah, I don't know. You could do worse, but. <laughs> Look, sometimes sometimes a video game just needs to be a video game. And, uh, and, and yeah, some, exactly. And sometimes you just need a game that has seven dust on the soundtrack. It's yeah. when you're fifteen. 
<laughs> when you're 15 when you're 15 sure yeah that's that's accurate um so perfect timing perfect transition king of the segue staff roberts dave roberts uh okay here's here's a here's a here's a uh very unusual happening for the listeners who continue all three of us have within just the past few days uh been playing bang bang shoot 'em up games we've been playing games where the primary activity is shootings and shootings uh dave and i have been playing armored core six fires of rubicon uh rubicon is a planet. six Six. Yeah. Wow. Six. I mean, this game, this this series has been gone for so long that I forgot that there were a lot of them. Hmm. But also, well, there are a lot not... of non-numbered ones that are exactly. like, yes. like expansions or spinoffs or or what have it you. W- yeah, it was the old. It was the old world of like we're not we we can't release downloadable versions. So it's like here's Armored Core three, three point two, three point five, and they were all separate retail products, but. It is back. This is from software. Uh, Susan has not been playing Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon. Because I'm a playing... girl, and it's a mech game. <laughs> it's, but you, you've been playing Control. Yeah. Control from Remedy Entertainment, who uh, did Susan the horrific disservice of saying Alan Wake 2 is going to directly tie into our previous title. Which to be fa- no, no, no. Move. To be fair, no, 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 no. To be fair, while c- control happens in the Alan Wake universe, according to Remedy, you don't have to have played it in order to enjoy Alan Wake Two. S- a friend of mine who consulted on Alan Wake Two says mm, you're probably going to want to play Control. Right, and that's and that's this is the the scuttlebutt. Uh, is that like you're gonna want to know what's there in the same yeah. way that like you don't have to play American Nightmare, but like you should also play American Nightmare. Yeah. Oh, for the oh no, like you know, it's like they did that with Assassin's Creed like two and three as well, where it's like oh we made two, right, and then we made two <clears throat> other ones that aren't called three and four, and then we made three. But you gotta play, you gotta yeah. play the other two. If you want to know how you anyway, it's so dumb. Here is I've been thinking after an evening of playing Armored Core, but also thinking about Control, a game mm-hmm. that I poured like five hours into, mm-hmm. and then was like, I fucking hate this. I hate doing this. I hate what I'm doing. I realized that both of these games about shooty shooty bang bangs are coming at video games from two entirely different mindsets. Okay. Armored Core gives you such thin premise, such a thin premise for anything happening. It's the the shallowest level of excuse to just be like, then you go build a robot and you make the things explode and you stomp through trees and it will feel delightful and then you can play with your robot toy when you're done and then do it again some more. It is like, we are here because you want to play something. You want to do a thing and it's going to be a blast. Here is your thing that affects other things in this world look at the big lights hear the big sounds control is a game that's like we have this fucking amazing world 
we have this super cool place. We have this super cool character. And she's got all of this interesting stuff going on, but you don't know why. You don't know why the world is constructed this way. There's this incredible mystery and this aesthetic. And what what do you do? What do you... What are you gonna do? You shoot stuff. We give we give her a gun. <laughs> Let's give her a fucking gun. <laughs> Why? Don't worry about it. How? Don't worry about it. Maybe force powers. Uh, it's it's just it, it like the action in control is a problem that is introduced to. <laughs> to solve something that didn't need to be solved like just make an adventure game and armored core is just like well we made it look really cool i guess like somebody here needs like a reason to be doing this but do you really need a reason to be doing this other than you're a mercenary the, go the, the, do stuff the, the playing um so I, look look you don't really need to get into the meat and bones of either of these games like oh you do this and you play this and you're like it's all pretty bald and i can't i i like it i think i think the enjoyment of a game really depends on like why is anything game in the game in the first place let's start with control susan why is anything in control <laughs> I have no idea. Here, okay. Here's the problem. First of all, I don't mind the shooting and the, and the force powers in control. They're fun to do. They give you a a a something. T- the big problem with control is okay. Imagine Twin Peaks mm-hmm. without Dale Cooper. You no know Dale Cooper and no um variety there's no unpredictability like strange things happen in control right right they are so numbing yeah because there's nothing tangible to to hook them to there's no humanity yeah let let me let me back up okay so in case you haven't played control uh so the game starts with your protagonist jesse walking into what looks like the FBI. Oh, but it's not the Federal Bureau of Investigation. It's the Federal Bureau of Control. But it's a big office building, the aesthetics of which, fabulous. Like the whole, all of your, you know, everything that's around you, the way everything is portrayed, great. All right, I'm on board. 17 years ago, something happened. She believes this organization is responsible for the disappearance of her brother. Okay, I'm with you so far. She's walking around. The place is in lockdown. Okay. Mm -hmm. Intriguing. So the halls are empty. She can hear like klaxons going off. And as she gets, she walks down the hall, she hears a gunshot. Shit. Mm. It's come from the director's office. Oh, no. She walks into the director's office. He has apparently just shot himself in the head. All right. Uh, You have my attention. Oh, okay. Okay. 
she also speaks to someone who isn't there, and that someone tells her to pick up the gun, which she does, which transports her to an otherworldly plane where the air quote bureau, uh, no, sorry, the board, uh, puts her through a trial. It's a tutorial. Uh, so that she can become bonded to the gun. Oh, yeah, once she finishes that, now she's director, which everybody at the bureau is totally on board with. And uh, she starts hearing about objects of power, and um, uh, and she's just, like, totally chill with this. At no point is she, is she like, what do, you, what do you mean I'm director? I, what's going on? Who are you people? The, she, By the way, the incident that happened with her brother 17 years ago was in her hometown of ordinary <laughs> mm-hmm. yep that's that's what it's actually called uh yeah all of this weird and immediately all of this weird stuff is thrown at you now that's fine being confronted with oh now people are levitating in midair and the the corrupted you know there's this this otherworldly force called the hiss that is corrupting people and certain objects have power and they can give you abilities like telekinesis and and what have you that's that's all fine but you need something to ground all of it you need something to be normal in yes. the middle of it and so you can relate to it Susan, like, and like, so there's no anchor. There's nope. no like, like, right, so no. The, the, there's an anchor. You, there's a side quest where you find an anchor. There's like, <laughs> there's like a literal a, anchor. That a you literal find. anchor. Yeah. There's there is an like if you have like an old fashioned record player and amplifier. One of the things that you put into an amplifier is called the ground. Like it's it's mm. something you do in all electronics. Like the ground is there to prevent. Like extra feedback and you know to to keep electrical shorts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, electrical yeah. shorts. Yep. And like there is control lacks any ground. Yeah. At all. And then, like you have all of this interesting stuff that would be way more interesting if there was a ground. And then all of it, like all of what you're doing to engage with it, is just video game shit. Mm-hmm. It's like the most basic, like. NES level vi- like like feedback loop of activity like oh, god like Susan like you go like the first time you encounter one of like you know the offices where the research is happening and you mm-hmm. see like all the like notes and you discover your first like video mm-hmm. of the researchers yep, yep. talking about like the effects that the bureau has on the world and mm-hmm. All of that stuff, like, it's so fucking cool, and I'm like, oh, man, am I going to have to, like, solve, like, really interesting logic puzzles and, like, no. decode, like, perception? Like, no, walk no. in room, floating bad guy, shoot him. Shoot the floating bag. See, here's the thing. Like, I will, I will give you that. I agree that the logic puzzles and the perception, that would be a far more interesting game. I will say that's, pro- that's too far divorced from what's going on in Alan Wake. For that, for it to be a realistic right. way for them to go, uh, so I, like I'm okay with the walking from room to like, but, but, so the bureau office, it's called the old house, and hey, that's neat, right? That's a neat little bit of lore. There's an idea, and th- there's a, a bit of lore that explains 
the pathing in the game. Like, why... the because this is this huge office building, they need to keep you on a relatively narrow path so that you're you can get to the next objective in the game. And so when you complete it, suddenly a hallway will appear to let you proceed to the next area of the game. The way they explain this is that this location kind of exists in multiple planes at the same time and things move. Mm. The the matter of this location remakes itself. Great bit of lore. How did I find all that out? Oh, in files I picked up along the way. And also, (laughs) you meet this one character, Emily, who kind of serves as your hub. At one point, you can sit down and go through a list of menu items with her. Tell me about... for To talk about stuff that is intrinsic to the plot of the game. Mm -hmm. The storytelling in this game is so fucking abysmal yeah. i don't understand like all the elements are there all they're all there but they have de-emphasized them. like oh did you want to know about like the videos you're talking about by the way you can go right past them no you skip you, like the only way you will find them at all is if you're like desperately nudging at the corners of the game. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to well, engage on the level yes. that you seem to want well, me it's to like, engage at. It's like it's that video gamey thing where it's like, well, we have to like you get to that moment in an RPG, right, where you're, like one path branches left and one path branches right, and right is the way to go, and left yeah. has a dead end with the treasure at the end. Except yeah. in this game, the treasure is lore. Because that's yeah. what, like, that's Remini's, like, that's what they do. That, like, yeah. Like, it, it is a very, like, Xbox 360 way of conveying a story, like, oh, they're just audio logs everywhere. But I will say <laughs> that, like, what's there, like, I liked it. It's good. It's cool. But it's, it's very, it is very much of a specific game design that feels outdated i like what's there too like i when i when i took the time to go through all the notes and files and all that stuff that i picked Mm -hmm. up by scouring all of the offices it's the writing is great the Mm -hmm. the world building is great the lore super fun love all of that the fact that the game buries all of it Mm -hmm. so that what you actually encounter by playing the game is baffling has no reference makes little sense i don't understand how that was at least in alan wake right and it's to be fair it is very similar to alan wake except alan was by himself he wasn't interacting really with very many other people and the core concept was something you could really hang your hat on alan is a writer living through a story that he doesn't remember writing but apparently did great go he's walking around a resort a resort in the pacific northwest and when he finds a collectible it's a page of the thing he doesn't remember writing all simple like really simple Mm -hmm. you understand everything immediately and so when all the weirdness happens it you have time to go oh my god what is happening that is weird ah but Susan, it doesn't, there's no, it does not, it never has, like, the hard disconnect between everything else you're going to, like, 
do once you stop engaging with that lore that control does. Like yeah. I never felt in Alan Wake, like as much as like, I really need to replay Alan Wake because Same. I was just in a very different place in 2010 than I am now. Uh, but like, there was no jarring, like, well, why the fuck is this happening when you would all of a sudden be dealing with zombies and popping them with a flashlight? You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it felt totally logical that yes. one thing flowed into yeah. the next. And, and all, it's all, yes. like, of the, all of the collectibles inform like they they gave additional texture rather than yes. filling in gaps okay it, maybe it, the ther- maybe not the thermoses yeah. no <laughs> no yeah. but like the the pages that you collected weren't yes. like you were not missing core elements of the story by missing but, a page or like, whatever so like in in control though you know like the convert like the material interest and even the performances when you go back to that hub and talk to emily or the other people that you end up talking to there like is again like that shit's good but find a way to deliver that that is also active like the show don't tell rule of storytelling if you are committed to telling a story in this video game don't fucking make me go call movie phone in the middle of it and be like, press one to hear about Emily's past. Press yep. two and it, and it's to inquire just, about. And it's just like a shot, reverse shot dialogue it. scene. It's, it's like so it's, bad. My, so like my biggest complaint about sixteen was Final Fantasy sixteen was like that's how all of the story, like ninety percent of the character interactions are just these like shot, reverse shot. And uh, like, I will say can... I did like Control more than both of you guys, but all of your complaints. Have, hundred percent valid. And Jesse, <laughs> the protagonist, is constantly having because uh, she's a remedy character, is constantly having an interior monologue. Yeah. Right. And when that's happening, we're quick close up on her eyes. So we're just <laughs> staring at in a three quarter shot as she thinks to herself but she's in mid conversation with someone so we're like acutely aware of the awkward pause right. as she thinks to herself it's just, the direction is bad yeah it's just it's bad, bad. Uh, so it's so funny because again like i like i've spent the entire day just thinking about this juxtaposed with armored core because armored core you guys you guys like know that feeling when you uh have been sick and then you stop, like you get better, and you have that moment where you notice you feel better. Like you all of a sudden like have the, uh, I didn't realize how sick I was feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you and get like, out of oh, bed, man. and you're like, oh, I don't feel dizzy anymore. I don't feel dizzy yeah. anymore. Like armor, armored core is the feeling I've been missing since Returnal. Like it is, mm-hmm. it is okay. Like you're you're just just this activity, just this kinetic feeling. It feels so good. (laughs) Going through it, though, I, like, find myself thinking, like, you could tell a story in this shooting game that is similar to Returnal. Like, Returnal is so spare Mm. in the way it doles out information. Like, you could, if you wanted to, slot that stuff in here. There's space for it. Like, the, um, you know, you'll be out there you're on a planet, the planet is being milked for its resources, you are working for an evil, like, series of evil corporations as a mercenary. The game is clearly telegraphing that at some point there you will heel turn and be like, 
siding with the people on this planet rather than the it's wrote to the point of like it's not even banal like and it's it just, all and it's <clears throat> excuse me it's all conveyed in voiceover like it is just like you yeah. you, you got your handler whose name is walter uh which yeah. is a kind of a very funny name for your 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 like gruff i'm gonna you're, you you worthless maggot you get out there and do your you're missions afraid. my name is walter uh yeah but it's all conveyed through like like voice like you don't see yes. any of the people that you're talking to and it's all like before and after missions and it's all conveyed through these like really slickly slick looking graphics but sure. yeah it's like like but it's, it's control is all even... sheen like whereas this is just like it it That's feels like a ps1 game but yeah. like in a good way i i kind of dig it control control has at least like control is trying so desperately to have humanity at, at every single point like is it oh, well is like it? why why have emily at all like why why have the people she's an info like, dump but but like that's the thing like why not just have an info dump like yeah why not just why not put like dump? a report on the ground that you pick up and read but because that's yeah. like that that is what like this is like here is mm. like minimal contextualization like mm. there's there's no uh, there, like there's zero fat it's just like this is a bad guy this is a good guy this is who you're trying to blow up right now go and like at no point you know there's never uh control is so interesting because the, like so little is skippable like you can't rush your way through it like it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. here is here's a big black obelisk in the middle of the screen like droning at you and there are subtitles at the bottom here's a giant triangle like yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to look at this giant triangle our armored core is just like yeah like it, you know uh the common thing now is like to skip a cutscene. you press a button and then it will show you a thing like hold this button to yeah. skip the cutscene. At any given moment that there is, like, a pause between you and doing something in Armored Core, you just see, like, the start button and skip next to it at all times. There's no, like, step between yeah, you and doing yeah. that. It's always, yeah. like, you are, you're always, uh, like, if you want to get back to just, act, act, like, action and reaction, go to. Have at it. And... Like I admire, I admire the purposeful purposefulness of it. Like, so like control is indicative of not like a bad habit that Remedy got in with quantum theory. To me, it's like a bad habit of all quantum break. quantum break, quantum yeah, break, quantum break, not quantum. I never theory. played that. It's, it's fine. You 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 you've played control you kind of yeah. okay. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it. It's yeah. linear, and it's one of those. It's like the story that you play is the story of the game so like it it's coherent more coherent than control it's like it feels more like a hollywood blockbuster than them trying to do like a twin peaks thing so yeah. like it's like because they were doing that with the tv show right and mm-hmm. that was during that time of game development where it was like what if we had tv shows yeah. and like yeah and you can like there are decision points that you make that don't like drastically change the game too much but it does change the way that you move through certain levels and certain outcomes happen uh also lance reddick's in it so like i don't know like you can you you can do you can do worse with a couple hours to to check it out but yeah it's very like 
like what if the gameplay from control had less depth and the story and the game was completely linear yeah basically mm-hmm. also and, and iceman's the, in it yeah I, yeah iceman yeah not yeah. top gun iceman no no no, no, no. x2 no, iceman no yeah but uh, and a hobbit it's an it's a hobbit and uh an iceman uh, um the oh yeah he is a hobbit isn't he yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Lost Hobbit. He's, Lost Hobbit. Lost Hobbit. Yeah. There's the uh, light control, too. The absolute best, like, most artful, interesting things are stuff that, like, you have to dig and dig and dig into totally what? optional stuff. The to the get. running gag of the guy writing the script for a game for a movie called play. Time Knife. <laughs> yeah. A knife that when you get stabbed with it, it sends you back in time. Right, totally. But but like like the who is the guy who plays the um, scientist presenter in uh, Control? Like a guy? Is he? He's like Alan a, Wake. He's Alan Wake. He is. He it is Sam. Yeah. Wake. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. 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 He's Alan Wake. He's, He's Alan, Alan Wake. Yeah. Yes. And the guy who plays the director, the the voice of the director, is Max Payne. Is Max Payne? Yes. Yes. All right. Right. That. Like that's that was always like the biggest reward when I was playing Control was like finding him, and then seeing whatever that video was. Agreed. Yeah. Like that's that's been my favorite part is a because it's neat. It's like very X Files fringe, and also he is just a delightful actor. And and again, the aesthetic of it, love it. I you know I'm 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 there for it. I I feel like it speaks to okay. So in the original Alan Wake, the pages were uh, collectible, right? The pages of the story that Alan doesn't remember writing that you are living out. Mm-hmm. They're one of the collectibles, and it and it informs the story because you because you can read them, and you're like, oh right, okay. You couldn't get all of them in one playthrough because they were divided amongst difficulties. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's, I feel like between that and the stuff that happens in control, I'm really concerned about remedy being caught up in gimmicks and letting that get in the way of let me enjoy this story that yeah. you have have written like i don't know if it's also sam lake i i, I understand <laughs> that you 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 get you you the boss and you get to do whatever you want stay out of the fucking games okay just <laughs> stop it <laughs> Well, ever, he ever said Max Payne. He's a bird not to fly, Susan. He's, <laughs> he's gotta be there. I, I like. I don't. I don't think that 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 fear. I th- I don't think that's unwarranted, Susan. I think that that I think they are victim of what plagues most people trying to do that mix of narrative and action. I have the AAA level. Like I, I think everybody falls prey to the exact same thing. It's like a disharmony of like what you want to make and what you think is going to be successful. See, I, I disagree. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's they fall victim to whatever trend is being pushed. 
Yes, at that's the what time. I mean. Oh, okay. Because like Alan I mean. Wake, it was like, okay, well, we we need people to play the game more than once to get more life out of it. So we'll hide stuff behind different difficulties. And then with with Quantum Break, it was oh, there has to be the TV show because Microsoft is pushing TV shows for Xbox now. Uh, I don't know what that means for yeah. Alan Wake too, but I'm not enthusiastic. You gonna hide something behind multiplayer? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's like control. Control reeks of like, oh, we can't stand in the way of every, anybody getting back to the shooting. Like, yeah, you, need to, yeah. Like, you gotta yeah. get back to yep. the shooting. You gotta get back well, to the shooting. Like, and it also commits like one of the worst sins that I, I hate in modern like AAA game design where all of the upgrades, other than like, because you do get like concrete powers, but then there's also the layers of progression where you like find equipment that you use to like upgrade like your power and stuff but it's all like oh it increase the power of this ability by five percent so what does it mean what does that doesn't yeah. mean anything like you like the moment i see that it's it to me it's like you you have to build something that scales with your game because you don't want everything has to feel flat mm-hmm. you have to flatten the game design mm-hmm. so everyone's having similar experiences from beginning to end whereas like if you tell me oh this increases it by like five points and the next one increases it by 10 points like that feels tangible that feels like a number that i can assign weight to but i imagine that's like more difficult to scale when you're dealing with because i know they they do stuff with the difficulty they've done it since the first oh. max pain where it's like the game something like if you're doing better the game gets a little harder if you're doing oh, worse you're it gets saying. a little easier yeah. so yeah by I the just- way the game like all this stuff you're picking up to you know upgrade your gun or your yeah, powers yeah. or your whatever the game does not tell you about that ever and, like it would not be so once. simple it would be so simple to like explain any of it, it like you just you have to if you're poking around the menus you will go, oh, oh, I, I can, oh, I have mods that I can do. Yeah, mm-hmm. a game does not tell you. Not once, not ever. Nope. No. Mm-hmm. And, and like Armored Core, a game that from the outside, like you think it's going to be like, oh, d- d- dudes, dudes, big robots, and now fiddling, like skill trees. It's so simple. It's like at any given time, it's just like, here are four better things. And mm. then, like, yes, there are, like, all the numbers, but it's just so simple. Like, better's blue, red, bad. <laughs> red red number's yeah, bad. Like, blue gumber's for, good. For a, from, <laughs> for a From Software game, it, like, I will say this up front, it is hard. Like, the, there's, a oh, chap- yeah. there, there's a chapter one boss. No, dude, okay, I finished chapter one. It is like like we're talking like like Sekiro, Dark Souls. Like it will wipe the floor with you at the very it, end it of chapter the one. Cha- the chapter one boss wasn't Sekiro hard. He's he's tough. Like it's tough, but like ignore no, Anthony. No, what, he's what, just doing that Anthony thing. Well, okay. <laughs> so what? I, first, I'll say the very first level of the game. You're like, oh, this isn't so bad. Like it's teaching me the controls. Like all the enemies are easy. This is fine. Then you get to the boss, and like it wrecked me and i was like oh like because I, I thought i was supposed to die here because like dark souls has all those where you're yeah. like mm-hmm. you fight the boss and it, like it kills you and then you you they should you, be the illegal, game by the way um the, what, the the have to die boss yes like, yeah. yeah i completely agree i yeah. fell for it too dave i literally yeah. i just like set the controller down yeah I, I was like oh well this is gonna be one of those and then 
I and just like, let see, it happen. Yeah, but then you see a menu with the nicest thing from software has given players in years retry from last checkpoint. And the last checkpoint is right at the boss. Nice. And I'm just like, oh, I've got to finish this video game. <laughs> so, Dave, that's, uh, that's why I don't think it's that hard. No. Like, it's, it's not like... It, and control is fucking punitive. Like, control hmm. is... There are so many... Punitive in the sense that if you go into a room and you die, it makes you lose so much time. Like, those shootouts are not short. And there's so many times where, like, they, um, there's that first, like, big central hall with all the little, you know, like, you're in, the, like, the center of the Loki office, and it's, like, you all the different stairs. Okay, I was gonna say, I was, I was, yeah. it, this looks exactly like Loki. Yes. It looks exactly yes. like Loki. Yeah. But, like, that room, like, I just wanted to get through it. I just want to go to the next destination. Yeah. And you get fucking wrecked in there. And then it's like, we'll go back. You got to do Maybe all you do. 15 of those. I mean, I didn't think it was a problem. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, Armored Core is just like, nah, you're going to you're gonna beef it the first time. Yeah. Do it yeah, again. Mm-hmm. But then, because what it's teaching you is, one, you have to be aggressive. You have to constantly move. You have to get up close to big things. And you have to use your fucking sword because it is huge and it does so much damage. Uh, like, cause that, like, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to stand here. I'm going to do my strafes and try to shoot the boss, my piddly rockets doing no damp. No, no, you get up, you fly with your jetpack, take a robot right up to that helicopter's face and you go slash. And like a third of his health bar just goes whoop. And yeah. And like at the moment that happened, I was like, I get what this game wants from me, from me now. I get it. Nice. And I'm in. Um, yeah. And then like. The game kind is kind of easy. Like there, there's some some bits that are difficult here and there, but it's mostly like giving you a tutorial. Like there, there are actual tutorials in this game that will give you uh, equipment unlocks for doing them. So like, hey, cool. Min- uh, minimal, minimal, and infrequent too. Like, yeah, you, like you can do them if and you want. And you can choose to you can choose to do them if you want. Yeah. Um, and then you get to the the end of chapter one, and finally the game is like, nope. This is a from software game. You gotta, you gotta figure this shit out. And that's the moment where I'm like, okay, I think I need to redo my Mac. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the 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 nice thing is, is that one, you're you're working with a limited amount of parts, and two, once you figure out the parts that you need, it's it's more or less down to skill. Like you don't have to like go back to old levels to grind for experience points. You don't Good. need to worry about what stats you're applying. Where you don't need to worry about like oh. Do I need to go Google secret cave with superpower sword? To, you know, like I don't like you don't have to do that stuff. It's just like okay, well, he has a shield. I need an item that takes his shield down fast, and I need either to be faster than him or to be able to absorb the damage. And yes. then once you get that, it's just a matter of learning the patterns. And because when you fight the boss, if you die, you can reload the last checkpoint. You're not constantly spending 10 minutes running from that last bonfire to try the boss again. See, that's really important. That's yeah. super important. Uh, the, the, like, it's so funny. The, the returnal factor. I up to the boss of chapter one, Dave, I was like, Oh, I'm, I like, I just thought be fast. Like, oh, I can react quickly, be fast. And so I'd made something that was too fast for me. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> so, 
Susan, what Dave was just saying, where it's like, oh, like you need to get up close to something and start hitting yeah. it with your sword. Yeah. The like you know like the classic. I'm gonna click the left stick to sprint from yeah. every game for the last twenty years. Yeah. That is you're turning on all the rockets on your robot body, and they, in the case of targeting something, are just gonna beeline right at it. And when you're starting to like get good, uh while you're rushing like that, just clicking left or right will be like a quick like 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 you're watching an old episode of Voltron or something. Uh and like I trying to fight this boss, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna dodge everything. I, I completely lost control. Like just completely <laughs> like, I was like, like, where the fuck did I where's my robot going? <laughs> It was like, all right, well, maybe I should make something that can take a little bit more, like, exactly like you said, Dave, like, more damage. Like, when I, like, just, but, you know, like, in, like, the control menus of, like, this thing will, like, do this, like, these fewer seconds to your reloading of your, like, space gun. There's none of that shit. Like, it's just, like, you're back in the menu, respec really mm -hmm. quickly, like, like, out of four things, slap this one for this one, try it again. And like, no loading, zero yeah. loading, zero loading. Uh, you're playing Control on PS5, right? Oh, I stopped. But yes, right. I, was. I was. I was playing on PS5, yeah. Yeah, I played it on a stock launch PS4. <gasps> oh, no. Oh. And like, Ooh. like, I'm talking like 45 to 90 second load times. Oh, that's and, painful. Like, Armored Core is one of those games where it's the first time in a couple of years where I've played something and be like, this wouldn't be fun on old mm. This would not be enjoyable. Because, again, like, when I say it's not hard, I only mean it's not hard because it doesn't stand in your way of trying things over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's yeah. No uh, that, what you're talking about is exactly why I stopped playing Oracle of Seasons, by the way. Yes! Hey, oh god, Oracle of Seasons is so fucking punitive with your time. Yeah. Yep, I was... I feel like, okay, so you're finding eight things in the game, whatever. And I feel like the first four, maybe five of them, it's like, okay, this is a good pace. This is a, you know, the dungeon is a dungeon, but whatever. It has a gimmick, fine. And then right around six, it's like, shit. We still have three more dungeons we gotta make, bro. Okay. Um, and it just really starts to just make your life miserable. And I, I was in the seventh dungeon, and each dungeon has a mid-boss and then the main boss. And this mid-boss, it's two little ghosts, and there are four torches. And you have to keep all torches, uh, at least one of the four torches lit. lit. It, at any oh, point, they all go this. out. Yeah, if at any point they all go out and the ghosts are blowing them out, if they go out, you are sent back to the beginning of the dungeon and you have to go all the way through the rooms to get back. Fuck you. No, no, no. Yeah. You are now officially wasting my time because Zelda is supposed to be about experimentation and trying this. Well, well, well what if, if I do this with this weapon, maybe it'll do that. No. Uh-uh. Not if I have to go all the way. No. Fuck off. I will find something else to play. Totally. So, yeah. I, I absolutely get the the die and retry as long as it's 
fast and snappy, then you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Because like, all right, well, let me try this piece. Let me try this strategy. Oh, whoa, those rockets too fast. No, 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 no. Okay, Mm -hmm. let me try this. That is fun. Even if you're failing technically, you're learning something every time and you get to you get to try and try and try and try and try and try. That speed is so important to making the player feel like they are part of the game. Yes. It, instead of you know, oh well it, It's harmonious. Well, I, I'm here to kick your ass. Yeah. It's harmonious. Like at that and that's the like Dave, when you were like and I've heard a couple of people be like, yeah, it gets Sekiro hard. And no, because Sekiro fucking, man, fuck that game. Like, Sekiro is just like, all right, well, there's like, here's a boss. They're really, really hard. And it's not just like, go into Secret Cave and find a magic sword. Like, you can't even do that in Sekiro. Sekiro is like, oh, there's a really hard boss. They're in this house. And you have to fight five guys that jump out of a, like, closet yeah on the way just to, to that. get to and that it, boss oh just so your health get, is already dinged before right, yeah. you fuck you and, like, and then on top of like, that like, execute that perfectly and then if you die like it punishes you further by like like all the souls get like either it takes like some of your health away or they take your experience right. away or they you know all that stuff and it's like yeah it's at some point it's just like like I get with all those games, like I appreciate what this is doing. Yeah, I do not have time for this. No, uh, we're like yeah, I have armor a job. Okay, yeah. like no, <laughs> I have a life, like sir. the only the only currency that you get in Armor Core is money that you earn after missions that you spend on parts in between missions. Uh, oh, so, so, so you. if if it, you like, die repeatedly, yeah. you like it's it, like you, you lose you ranking. Repeatedly, you lose right? a little bit of money. Like yeah. it's like. It's it, so, like repair cost, right? Yeah, the, the the whole thing is like even like the big boss fights, like the piddliest two minute mission all the way up to like the big chapter boss is like you're going to get X amount of money for this. So it's like, oh, you're going to get one hundred and ninety grand for completing it, but you will never get one hundred and ninety grand because it's you're going to go in and you're like refilling your ammunition and repairs to your ship are going to cost you money. If you Mm, die, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it'll like be a little bit more money. But again, the game is never as punitive as any, like, as like, like from software games. Like it's, uh, it's like, Oh, you're going to lose eight grand instead of five grand. If you've died three times. Uh, yeah. But like, it's fun to, it's very easy to go back and do every mission again and just dude and just moving is so good (laughs) it feels it feels so good to just like zip around and like like you can make a robot that has tank legs or you can make a robot that like has uh the the inverted joints so like when you press the jump button it bounces really high you go boing uh you can make a robot that hovers in midair like there's so many options for movement and it's so like it's fast but it's manageably fast so like like rather than feeling overwhelming you just feel like like you're like you're playing the sickest like you're like 13 and watching like gundam wing or something and you're like i get to play that uh like it's i i don't recall any because i i didn't play any of the ps3 games but i played it a bit on ps1 and it never felt like this it felt very clunky and you know like it felt like from software making playstation one games like I feel mm. like they have 
learned a lot just making souls games and making like the way that you move through those games and like taking like modern controls and other design elements into consideration but then applying them in ways that make sense for what armored core the philosophy of of that game is and it like it's i don't know i'm i'm gonna stick with this one like i like i i hesitate when i want to see a new from software game comes out and goes everyone's talking about how cool this is and i get it and i'm like nope not for (laughs) me uh but this one yeah it's cool like i just i worry i worry that it's gonna be like elden ring where i'll get to like the end like close to the end and there's just gonna be like a boss that like annoys me and i i quit but because you can just like you don't have to do that like gauntlet just to get to the boss like i may just like try to punch through that wall you know like it's it's at least like it makes it easier to do that to just try which is nice no part of this game like no part of this game feels like uh, it is trying to adhere to something that's popular like no no part of this is like oh this was successful and that like or we know that these are the trends and a player is not gonna like listen to a conversation with emily uh, out in like the shooting stages, so we need to put everything Emily says in this one hallway, uh, so so they could get back to shooting and using force powers. This is just all one hundred percent. We thought this would feel good. Mm-hmm. It's not beholden to the past either. Like I I hadn't I did review Armored Core Five when it came out for PS3 and 360, and I hated it. Like I loathed that game because it was all it was like the worst parts of the Xbox 360 PS3 era, like rolled into one game. It was like endless loading, endless mm. like endless tinkering. There was like the like that was all multiplayer like focused rather than being like here are really tight missions to do. And I uh, yeah like. I, I, I want so badly for this game to be like crazily successful. I mean, in the st- it's a, apparently it has on Steam because they like their numbers haven't been released yet, but like you can see how many concurrent players there are. And like Steam had like 150, 160,000 concurrents over the last day or so, which is the second highest concurrent player uh base of any FromSoft game number one of course elden ring which is like almost a million but like yeah. this one is like blue dark souls 3 and um sekiro i think out of the water like it is it's wow. the second most played game that they've made on steam right now so cool it's doing I, so yeah it's it's doing something susan i will say i'm not like i know that the, <laughs> i'm not like a mech game guy like i've this is only like I played like a Vita game that was like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you there. You re- like how many mech animes have been referenced during this conversation? Uh, Voltron. There you go. Gundam Wing. Okay, that was me though. Oh okay, yeah. Okay, was- <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's a dude thing. Voltron it's a dude thing. and it it just is like mech yeah. animes and me- it is it's a dude thing. <laughs> 
all I was going to say... You know, there, there are mech guys. Right, right. Yeah. But mechs in general, it's just a dude thing. If you find yourself being like, I want Returnal feelings, but that isn't Returnal. Like, I don't want to do Returnal again. And this game is like $20 or on Game Pass. Not just not gonna not gonna never in a million. No, I would just play return. No, because it's not. This is what this is where you and I differ. It's not the experience, right? It's the this what what appeals to Returnal about me is the specificity Mm -hmm. that character in that environment with those graphics with that story the way that story is told it's all very 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 specific yeah oh man no i just want to play it again um did you ever do the tower yeah i love the tower i love the tower um it didn't but like that's the funny thing like the tower didn't hook me like Mm. i enjoyed like looking for like the story bits like Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like getting like getting to see the hospital and stuff like that But I felt like, you know, being in endless mode, it's lacking the specificity of the game. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. And so, like, I tried it for a while, and then I just, like, was like, this isn't as, uh, this isn't the thing anymore. That's fair. That's totally fair. That's totally Uh, fair. Yeah. I, like, I... Like, like, wild horses couldn't have dragged me away from finishing Returnal. Mm -hmm. If Armored Core ever feels labored... Like, mm-hmm. like, like it mm-hmm. is becoming like punitive. Like Dave, you were talking about like, oh, this boss or something. If there's ever a wall, I wouldn't have any problem walking away from it. Interesting. Because, yeah, like because it's not. It doesn't feel like a, a truly cumulative experience that's going to like, to, like, be summed up in some kind. Of I get it. Yeah. Denouement. Like, you know, like it just feels good, and that's. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to what you were saying. Like sometimes it just has to be a video game. Like, sometimes okay, great, you've given me a cool robot, and I get to beat things up with it, and that is delightful. Yes, yeah, and like that's I, awesome. That first boss, where like when I died, and it was like mission failed, do it again. I was like, what kind of fucking from software game is this? <laughs> I have to actually fight that fucking thing. Uh, it, like when i did fight it that feeling of like rushing into it and hitting it with the big sword i was like i got my money's worth i can return this to the store now i feel good <laughs> there you go yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. gave me what i wanted yeah. <laughs> that was it to a d there is in the like most of like you're like getting to the end of chapter one you're told like all right well like the uh rebels on this planet like the good guys who are natives here have a weapon that is essentially a walking city. Oh, it's like dude, the cool. mission's yeah, so it's, fucking it, cool. And it's like yeah, the fifth mission of the game. It's like the fifth mission of the game. It's like, it's like an AT-AT times f- like 500. Like it Love is, it. and you see it in the distance. Like you're like in a sandstorm and then there's just a walking city on the other side of the, like the valley. And you're like, surely there's going to be a cutscene that is like, now you like bore right. it. Like, Nope. No, you no. do it. You fucking go. You have to you blow up one its of its legs. legs. That's awesome. And See, then that you is climb it. Awesome. And then you blow it the fuck up. It and rules. It. And it's yeah, the that. fifth mission of the game. 
That's like, awesome. There, there is like the so like targeting you across the desert. It's like a very control esque thing too, because mm-hmm. sitting on top of it, why they have it is like a giant eye, like this enormous mechanical eye that just shoots like a fucking Death Star laser at everything. Love it. And so like it it sees you in the distance. It'll be like and then by the end of the mission you've blown up all of its power sources. And then it's like there's no shield around the eye. So it's just you like punching a giant eye. Zipping right right up close to it and slicing it with your dang sword. It's fucking... (laughs) I was like, all right, guys, you made a video game. Everybody else, please make video games. I I was trying to think, like, like Final Fantasy 16, like, I think I'm calling it, guys. Like, I'm not... I'm not You're not going to finish, finish it? I know. Because, like, I was like, why do I hate this so much, and why did I love God of War Ragnarok so much? Hmm. And, like, I feel like for all of the, like, the talking and, like, the belabored you know, storytelling that isn't based in action in God of War. Every piece of it feels like yeah. it supports each other, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like none of it feels out of place. Well, and it's well and it, acted. The characters yeah. have, like, humanity. There are characters yeah. in it. There are, yeah. <laughs> like, Toby God is so, like, fucking... He's so good. He's, he's so amazing. good. He's, he's so magnetic. So good. Oh, my God. So, like, by the end... I don't like have a problem like kicking down the difficulty to fight him, so I'm only fighting him once. You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, I want it mm-hmm. to just—I want it like it just feels so good. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's do some quick hits. We're already in an <clears throat> hour twenty. Okay, Susan, <laughs> Susan oh, Costner. Oh my Costner. god! Get in the corn. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> get the corn, Costner. Okay, so I okay, I uh, Taylor Sheridan is a, uh, a a tour de force in Hollywood right now. He basically has carte blanche to do whatever TV show he wants. He, you may know him from movies such as Sicario and Wind River. I hate Sicario, but I love Wind River. Uh, I came to his programming via my husband. We all know he's from Texas. If there is a man and a horse in a program, <laughs> he wants to watch it. And I go, okay. And so there was a show called 1883. It is a prequel to Yellowstone. Yellowstone monster hit. Like popularity that has not... It is the Beyonce of television shows. That is how much money this show, this program makes. I didn't watch it. And he was like, it's too soapy for me, but the prequel looks pretty cool. It is about 1883. So we watched it. It's one season long, 1883. It is about this family, the Duttons, legit Oregon Trail, making their way in a wagon train out west to go settle. And it's about how dangerous that was and how that all functionally worked. Really good. Is that the one with Harrison Ford? No, nope, that's 1923. Uh, 1883. Yeah, uh-huh. Yes. I'm so confused. <laughs> Take the journey with me. 1883. Anyway, by the way, also, feminist as fuck show. Really? 1883 is. Yes. 
Yes. It is told through the perspective. Of, it is about this entire family, but mostly about this teenage daughter who, teenage daughter in 1883, you are expected to learn to sew and sing and get a husband and keep a home. And she's like, I don't fucking want to do any of that shit. And she be, takes an, uh, uh, is he an Apache? I can't remember oh, uh, the, the tribe, but takes as her husband and learns their language. And that's, I mean, that's part of the whole, because she's like, I want to live my dang life. Anyway, so that's the setup for that. Susan, can I ask you yeah. very quickly? Yes. My relationship, I do, I, this is like kind of embarrassing. Yes. All I know about Yellowstone is that like QAnon Buckmasters like it and they like Oh, I'm that, getting there, hon. Like I'm that. getting there. But I don't know what yeah. Yellowstone is about. Like so, I thought it was Old West. It's not. No, Old West. no. Yellowstone is modern. Okay. The Yellowstone is about the Dutton family, eight, the descendants of the folks from 1883. So this is the original Dutton family. 1883, they go out. Boom. The daughter. Spoiler: She dies. Where she dies, they're like, okay, this is where we live now, and it's in Montana. 1923. Okay, so now we're we've gone forward a few years. How's things going? Well, they've got a cattle ranch going in Montana, and it's about evil land baron trying to take their land. The way he is trying to do this, <laughs> again, feminist as fuck. He tries to shoot Harrison Ford, patriarch of the family, owner of the ranch, because all of his sons are gone and women can't own land. <laughs> so, uh, shoots him. Uh, uh, Helen Mirren, his wife, is like, motherfucker, god damn it, I'm going to nurse him back the fuck to help, and I'm going to get my son, who was in the war, who is in Africa, because he's got PTSD, and he's a hunter, and he hunts lions, I'm going to write him a letter and get him to come home and save the ranch. Great. So, that's what 1923 is about. Okay, note, these people are heroes. We are rooting for them. We want them to survive the arduous trek out west. We want them to defeat the evil land baron Timothy Dalton, who is trying to steal their home. That's fucking Timothy embarrassing that it's Dalton. Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, just to make sure you understand he's the bad guy. He's Timothy Dalton. He beats prostitutes. Come on, man. Yep. Yep. Just to yep. really hammer that home just to make absolutely certain you understand right so you've got harrison ford grumpy harrison ford i just want to take care of my family and, and, and helen Mirren doing a bad irish accent like oh i i should i why what do you mean i can't own land like well that's the law ma'am and doesn't it suck to be you okay so you are rooting for these people <laughs> you are rooting for this family the family's just like just leave us the fuck alone we just want to you know have a ranch. It's hard enough out here. Like, the big thing is, like, do we get electricity at the ranch? I don't know. Electricity looks like it might be awfully cool. Like this, and again, slice of, like, this is what history was like. Cool. So I went into, so now with the writer's strike and all, I'm desperate for stuff to watch. It's like, well, you know what? Why not watch Yellowstone? I assumed... <laughs> Based on the first two shows, I would also be rooting for these people. They are horrible. They outright 
murder folks. All right, on a scale of one to QAnon Shaman, how reprehensible are we talking? They are the Sopranos with horses. Yeah, that, that's the vibe that I get, that it is basically like like a mob story, but in Montana. Correct. They are the mob. Yes. Yes. Patriarch John Dutton, that would be your Costner, get back in the corn. Yes, he is a mob don. He is running his family and be like, oh, well, and he, so he's involved in the local politics and he uses his money and influence to keep things exactly the way they are to benefit him and his family. He's got a right-hand man, Rip, that he's the head cattle wrangler, and he will send him to go kill people who are in their way. One of the guys, one of the wranglers working on on the ranch, well, he got in a fight, and that's against the rules. Oh, but he's been around a while, and he's seen too much. So they drop him off at the train station, the long black train, which is to say they drive him across state lines, stop at the edge of a cliff, walk him to it, shoot him, and then throw his shit over the cliff. Uh, I hate that this is so popular. It's so... The way they get, they will take criminals, literally brand them, and now that's it. You work on this ranch for life. You're never allowed to leave. You mean slaves? They have slaves? Well, I mean, they do get paid. But they're not allowed to leave. (laughs) No, they're not. Nope, nope, not anymore. Nope, 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 nope. This is your family now. Oh, I, that's fucking gross. That's gross. This, and what this says to me, now I understand, because this is every redneck, asshole, Republican, rich white person's dream is to have 200,000 acres out in Montana and walk around with a gun. Oh, gross. Yeah, yeah every, every gross. car dealer owner, this is like their dream. Yep, yep. yep. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, I don't... The, the the way 1883 and 1923 portray women as, yeah, this is the fuckery these people had to deal with. And this is the elegance with which they handled it. Contrast with the daughter. The, the, again, it's the patriarch with his children. The daughter... In the first season, they have they changed this slightly. She's drunk all the time, and she was she was upset about something, so she walked out front into the got naked, sat in the horse trough, and drank a bottle of champagne. She wanted everyone to know she was mad. Are you supposed to like this person? I <laughs> honestly have no idea what the show wants from you. I really don't. Something grotesquely cynical about well, because like the well, what's like the cynicism of hey, wow, Uh, we got all the QAnon buckmasters to watch this. How do we get the other people who hate this to watch Mm. our property? Uh, What if we make if we make a feminist Oregon Trail? I'm, I'm honestly not sure it's that or if because yellowstone by the time 1883 and 1923 came out had already been the era for i think five years sure yeah so i think perhaps taylor sheridan just maybe grew the fuck up a little bit because Mm. his new show uh lioness 
which it has uh, Zoe uh, Saldana in the lead. Phenomenal. Huh. Phenomenal. None of that ridiculous mis- misogynistic bullshit. Uh, really just wonderful. Tulsa King, also phenomenal. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, n- again, not that kind of misogynistic, although there is an agent in there who is a drunken bit. Anyway, uh, but it's just not the same... I think maybe he just, I don't know, grew up or went to therapy or I don't know. Something happened. <laughs> he fucking figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, I was gonna, I was Gross. gonna say like, I haven't watched a ton of The Sopranos, but like my impression of that show is like, like the family is compelling to watch, but they're not like aspirational. It's like Go- Goodfellas, right? Like this is a fun <laughs> movie to watch. This is not an aspirational lifestyle. Yeah. 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 But like the fact that you're confused about it, I don't know. Like that, like I feel like it feels like their show is sending mixed signals. I don't. Well, I guess it depends on who it's supposed to be talking to. Yeah. Right. Like because <laughs> what's it, so in the in the in in the second season, what's interesting is now. First of all, I made we joke about it. Someone dies in every episode. Someone just flat out gets murdered. Okay. <laughs> every every ep- like every episode, someone's just getting murdered, right? But now, you know, the, the, the forces are aligning to steal the Duttons. Like we're we're gonna artificially inflate the the property tax to price you out of your own the the home that you have lived in for a century. So if. If you if they make the surrounding area of the ranch like ski resorts, that drives the value of the Dutton Ranch up. Their property tax will go so high they literally oh, no, won't be able to afford it, and they will have to sell the ranch. And like that's horrifying. That's that. Oh God, that just makes your skin crawl. The thought yeah. of someone like purposeful, and you know that actually happens for real, for sure. sure. Yeah. But at the same time you had your dude go murder the medical examiner who did the report that proved one of your kids shot this guy in self-defense i I feel like with the with the body count like this like someone's got to be looking into it right like (laughs) it doesn't sound what the fantasy is about exactly that's yeah. not what the fantasy is like the fan yeah the fantasy isn't like watch uh these bad people unravel over a period of time like that was sopranos right like yeah. sopranos was like this like person the dream is, is over right now they have to and make do and everything is falling downhill. apart yeah. right that this is more like wouldn't it be great if this is how you how you got away from the man like, and you gross. could just anybody who tried to mess with you and yours you, take you it could just shoot them get a gun just get, get a gun this sounds like That's this gross. show just needs needs max really i think yeah it's that, I think that, that would, really... would be amazing Yo, that would be tight dave what if fucking a cornfield in iowa heard about this and then like fucking transformed <laughs> Instead of seeing like the ghost of Babe Ruth or whatever, he sees like, he sees like a uh, fucking Ultraman or something. <laughs> oh <laughs> god, that's funny. The yeah. corn just turns into, and but it has James Earl Jones's voice. Um, Stop being an asshole, Kevin Costner. Costner, you're a dick. 
Your Apache great-grandfather thinks you're a dick, too. I know, because all the ghosts are in me, because I'm the corn. Um, lightning round stuff. We, I have, I've not played enough of this to give you guys a deep dive, but, like, I, I picked up Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. What is that? Uh, it's just, just that radio. radio. They, they oh. made, it's, 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 it's great value, just okay. that radio, because they can't... Yeah, use the license but guys, uh, okay like guys like the i don't i don't know how much more i'm gonna play it because on switch it's only on switch and pc right now and i was like coming to switch game, other consoles in like a couple weeks right? like a couple weeks and i was like i want to support the effort of people that are making new dreamcast games the load times, guys. Like forty-five seconds to sixty seconds to get into an area. Ooh. And it's supposed to be like very like it's supposed to be a little bit more Tony Hawk than Jet Set Radio too, right? Like it's like yeah, a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. I like but like it just Like they just made Jet Set Radio. And oh, do you do tags and stuff? You do it, they ah. just made Jet Set Radio. <laughs> like they got they got the same composer too, right? <laughs> well, for some stuff, like for some like, stuff, yeah. For some for some stuff, like the composer from Jet Set came back, but like it is just ju- just Jet Set Radio to the extent that you are a male like skater slash tagger who is brought in by a female and other male tagger into a crew. They bring you back to the base from Jet Set Radio. It's not like the base from Jet Set Radio. It is the, the base, base from, Jet, from Jet, Set. Jet Set Radio. Is there is there a dog with three D glasses hanging out? Uh, not not yet. Uh, and then the girl, not Gum, teach like <laughs> teaches you how to grind a rail. Oh boy! And like it sends you out into the first area of town, controlled by a gang of dudes that are constantly like while oh. they stand in triplicate. <laughs> okay, they're doing the arms back and forth. Got and it. then you have to like, and then the cops show up, and you have to do really bad melee fight against, and like I the comparison I I've sent you guys two analogies, and both are accurate. It's either Gus Van Sant's Psycho. I made it, mm-hmm. I made Psycho shot for shot. Why? Yeah. <laughs> we still have Psycho. <laughs> Or Wait, alter- is Jet Set actually played on, playable on anything modern? Well, that's the thing. Like Jet yes. Set Radio HD is you can still play it on Xbox 360 and hmm. PC. No, Xbox hmm. One. I think the the like arcade it, yeah. version of Jet Set Radio, like the Dreamcast game port, yeah. is, is there is on Xbox. Like and it's backwards compatible, so te- you can play technically it you can still get it on PSN for. Uh, vita and ps3 like it's still purchasable you can't do it on mm-hmm. four but i think you can stream it through ps now like mm. it's not it i mean it is it is largely unavailable but like uh yeah like there this isn't a deep topic to get into yet but like th- it is such a rote like, like th- your innovation is that you can grind a rail upside down that's your and like you can click on and off your skates, like if you want to walk, so that you can oh. like do something more precise. And like you realize that like how much easier some parts of Jet Set Radio would have been if you'd just been able to like stop worrying about momentum for a second. And, like, <laughs> like, I just want to yeah. take this dang thing. Right. Like I just like I just need to go back three inches. I don't want to have to be like ooh. Yeah. Like uh, do a circle. Uh. So like. 
like these quality of life changes like oh it's a little bit more playable than jet set radio but it's still just jet set radio and i like it's like it's not bad but it, you you do it is the difference between thinking you want more of the thing and mm. wanting something that made you feel like the thing did ah yep okay and, and these people they just were like well we just want the thing we just want more of the thing so we made more of the thing and like uh, it, it's very weird how cold it like to encounter the aesthetic that is so mm-hmm. absent now rendered so faithfully like the the load screens are like this like gorgeous uh very simplistic ui of like you know just solid color swift line going through it and then a yeah. hard, like an old-fashioned hard drive spinning in the corner it is so the year 2000 writ large and yeah. i'm looking at him like i long for this but why don't i feel anything <laughs> <laughs> it, don't, like and, on a, it, it reminds me and I, I texted about this when you brought it up it reminds me of like the kickstarter boom that happened a few years ago like yes. 10 years ago 10 years ago Revan was like like the creator of Castlevania Symphony of Night is doing he's gonna make another yeah. one of those it's right. gonna make you feel the things that you felt when you were 15 again right. and you play it you're like this is fine like yeah. it's it's okay like I'm having a good time but I like it's not gonna make me feel the things that I felt when I was 15 <laughs> uh, like it just like like it feels like one of those where it's like rather than mm. taking the things that you liked about Jet Set Radio and doing something new and interesting and forging your own ground like right. you're you're just trying to make the thing again and you can't start you, there's this you can't catch lightning in a bottle I mean twice. that's that, it's 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 the it's the human condition right this yeah. is what we're yes. all trying to do we're all yeah. trying to and you can't because what made you feel that way was being that person at that time in your life with that whatever it is book movie song video mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. and and if you play read listen to whatever that now it's not the thing it's the memory of you being that person at that time with that thing in that right and so yeah i mean i i get the inclination because like the whole time you're talking about it you're like i'm like this sounds wonderful. I do want more of the thing. What are oh, you talking? Oh, I don't course. understand. Of course, and like, I'm sure yeah. it's. I'm sure it's fun. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's not gonna. It's fine. Yeah. I, but like, yeah, it's it's very. It was. <laughs> it, there is like playing it. The other analogy I used when I ta- sent you guys a message was like it's it's got like the Jersey Boys like. It's like a Broadway show of like the pop songs you liked when you were a kid, or like. It but at feels- least, at least Jersey Boys is trying to repackage it in yes. a way. Yeah, yeah, right. Like I like- never. I, I never put, like, the once a year that I turn on my Dreamcast, I never find myself thinking, like, boy, I wish this controlled a little bit better and had longer cutscenes. That would really. <laughs> That's the only thing. Okay, you don't find yourself saying, "I wish this control a little bit better." Oh, I definitely say, "I wish." Okay, definitely wish. Like it, it it has, like, because the worst part of Jet Set was like you fuck up a grind and then you're just sort of like going like inch by inch, Uh, 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 like trying uh, to get. uh, 
momentum going, but you have like a rocket pack in this, and it's just like at mm. any given time you hit a button, you boost, and like it's a smart. That seems neat. Yeah, it's a smart yeah. modernization, yeah. but like yeah. you're not doing anything different. Like oh, mm. you don't have to worry about time as much when you tag. You don't. You're not doing the rolls. You just cardinal oh. directions only, and it's a little bit easier. Mm. <laughs> I- you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I, okay. Well, <laughs> That's, uh, uh, all right, lightning round, Dave. What, okay. The Zelda, science fiction Zelda. Okay, Unsighted. Uh, I picked it up on Switch. Um, it's, it came out, a, like, a year or two ago, I think. Humble Bundle, or Humble Games published it. It's neat. I'm looking this it's, up. It's, like, a top-down Zelda. It's, like, like every indie game. Like, it plays a little like Dark Souls, like, you're combats on the shoulders and you got your regenerating like syringes for health so like like your estus flasks etc um but it plays a bit more like a zelda game where you get like you'll unlock uh items that will allow you to access different areas of the map where like like one of them is like the drill from twilight princess but like it'll break like blocks and stuff open the the hook for this game is that you play as an automaton the whole world has been basically destroyed there are only a few humans left it's mostly automatons there's this giant tower in the middle and it's like sapping the energy of all of the automatons they all have a limited time to live and so you have forgotten everything like you have amnesia uh all you know is that there was a there was a girl automaton that you remember maybe having a relationship with and you're looking for her and so you're exploring this 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 environment and the hook for this the big gameplay hook other than just kind of being like a fun zelda like kind of twist is that all of the automatons have a limited time to be alive like they're constantly losing energy because they're robots they need energy to live and they have certain amount of hours and there's a in-game clock going like every second is a minute and you can like when you talk to someone it tells you how many hours they have left and so you're like, oh well, that means they're going to be gone in like 300 hours, which is basically like like a couple like a couple real or 300 days, which is um, basically like 300 minutes or whatever, however that translates. Anyway, you can save them by you'll find these meteor dust, and once you find one, the game instantly goes, okay, you now have a radar. You can find like it'll tell you kind of whereabouts on the screen where they are and you need to figure out how to get to it like whether that's like an item that you don't have yet that you'll come back to later or you like solve a puzzle or whatever and you get these this meteor dust and when you give it to someone it extends their life by a full day and uh like 20 yeah 24 hours basically 24 real-time minutes um the more you give it to someone like you you level up their hearts and they give you an item but there are more characters than there are meteor dust, so you have to sure. like, and cool. they all have different. Like one character that you meet is already at like like they're gone in like a hundred hours, whereas another character that you meet they might have a really cool sword if you give him enough dust, but he's fine. Like he's got like five hundred hours left. So you have to make these de- decisions about who you're gonna save because they're characters in the game. Like you talk to them, they run stores, they like help you Mm. and so you're like constantly making these decisions as you and also you have that timer too so you also need to like know like if you need to save do you need uh, to use the same resource on yourself 
weird. like you like you start with a lot of time so it's not huge but like the more you progress you the more you start thinking like should i save some of these just in case like is this gonna so like it feels kind of like the entire game is built around the like mass effect 2 like final mission where you're like who do i save who like what decisions do i make can Same. i save you everyone save, you, save thing. you always save yeah, you thing. save thing yeah um <laughs> So, and the ending of the game, like based on how many, like who you save, determines like who shows up in the ending. Um, you can turn that off. Like if it, if that stresses you out, the game's like here's a button you can turn it off. It basically becomes like like it's time Zelda. still ticks, but it like like you don't have to worry about it. Uh, but it's neat. Like it's 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 a really interesting twist. And like the game's like seven hours long, I think too. So like it's not oh, a huge yeah huge time investment. They have a bunch of stuff built in for like speed runs, hard difficulty runs. Like if you if you really want to get into it. But yeah, it's fun. Like it's it's on Switch, PC, pretty. I think everything at this point. It's like Dude. I originally checked it out on Game Pass and was like, I want to give this a go, but I didn't have a real way to play it uh, at the time. That was Humble. like before I got my Steam Deck, but. Hum- Humble Games, man, is very good at making uh, things that make you feel like yeah. the things they're calling back to do. Uh, I haven't played enough of it to recommend it to both of you, but I think both of you would really love this game I started called Signalis. Yeah, Sig- I, I played heard, a, a bit of that. Yeah, I played a bit of that too. Yeah, it, I think like is... I, t- I checked it out and I tweeted about it saying that it, like, it feels like what you remember a sega saturn game like a sega saturn adventure game feeling like but with way better controls yes it it is it is it presents as a classically styled like code veronica uh horror game yeah yeah Yeah, it's cool like sci-fi this looks cool and it like it presents as that, and I was really nervous about trying it. Like, I, just a bunch of people recommended. They were like, "You will love this," and mm-hmm. I was like, "Why? Why not?" Um, but it controls so well, so well that like it. It's I've never played anything that evokes uh, that sort of thirty-two bit era visually and orally so well while feeling so good at the same time like Mm. yeah really cool and also hyper modern in that it like it's like oh well the worst part about playing a code veronica in 2023 is all the backtracking like here's all this time Mm. that you're gonna waste by and so it keeps the spaces you're in pretty segmented like it's like here is this one block where there are the puzzles and the locked doors and you need to find stuff uh, but it's, it's I, I like that. Me too. Yeah. It's really smart. Is it on anything besides PC or I yeah, it's on a, Switch. I'm yeah, it's on, on Xbox too. Cool. Like I I remember it was on Game Pass. I don't know if it still is, but yeah, it was on Xbox. Yeah, hmm. I'm okay. adding. I'm gonna play Unsighted too because that sounds that sounds. It's really cool. I, I I can't the the stress of having to figure out who to give. Yeah. The meat. I can't do it. I but can't t- do it. Being able to turn it off sounds great. <laughs> Like, yeah, and like, and like time does not progress. Like the like in the game straight up tells you like time does not progress when you're in dialogue, when the screen is mm. paused. So it's like it like it realizes that this is probably going to be anxious, like anxiety inducing for a lot of people. So they give people ways to get around it if they want to. Mm. Uh, mm. And like because I was debating turning it on too because it's like I don't want to make that. But then I realized, it's like well no, 
it's the game. I'm going to play it yeah. on its terms and, and That's see, the thing. I don't see where we go. understand how you could, how you could p- play the game. Oh, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's, how does it work if that? Well, there's still benefits there. for giving the dust to people because if you give it, if oh. you find enough and give it to them, like you give like three of them, they'll give you an item. Like there are I these see, equipment see, gears see, see. that you that like uh, enhance stats or like give you different perks. Like how you have uh, an equipment that like I don't lose stamina when I'm running. That's like one of my like uh, like gear slots that I have. Normally, you can only equip those at the like teleporter stations, and they're like checkpoints around the map. Uh, if you befriend one, if you give enough meteor dust to one particular character, they'll give you an item that can let you change those out whenever you want. So oh, that's, cool. yeah. Cool. So like that's the kind of thing like you can like, and you'll see the item. They're like in usually in these like glass boxes in those stores that they run, and you go up to them. And they're like, oh no, I can't give that to you. I'm still working on it. I need more time, and that usually just means you need to just give them more meteor dust until. And there's there's a lot of it, but I still get the sense that there's not enough of it. Yeah, for everything. So. Uh, there's never enough of everything on Continue Podcast, <laughs> including the people who are at fault for Continue Podcast. Dave, who caused yes. Continue Podcast? Who, who caused, who, who continues this madness? I'm sorry. Uh, there are Patreons, patreon.com forward slash Continue Podcast. Uh, we thank Annie and all of our supporters, uh, but we give special thanks to those of you who are backing at the $10 level and above. Which I'm going to shout out right now. We've got Toast, Adam Gauntlet, Michael Coffey, Shirley L., The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony One of Seven, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Christian Fisher, Skip Dippity, Canonical, Tom Coveney, and Nick Rugan. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you all for being really Thank cool you. and thoughtful people yeah, Thank you for being a friend <laughs> and so so something so and around oh boy yeah everybody thank you very much uh your backing keeps the show hosted on the internet and us able to do things like uh go get armored core um you can follow us on Twitter still at continue pod, but mostly follow us on iTunes and Spotify. Leave us a review. If you never have before and share the show with all kinds of people in your lives. Susan, where can people follow you now? Uh, Twitter and blue sky. Susan aren't on both. Yeah. Dave, Sam. Yeah. Twitter, blue sky, David robots. You find me on letterbox. Same thing. Uh, I'll, I'll make my movie recommendation this week. Uh, Guybrush Baltar, uh, friend of the show in the discord, uh, recommended this to me a while back. It was on my list. I finally got around to it. It's called duel to the death. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's a story about a Chinese warrior, Japanese warrior who have to fight to, to the death to determine who, who has supremacy uh like the story is is cool but it's uh also known as the one with all the ninjas because there are a lot of ninjas the one with all the ninjas they are they're buried in the sand they fly around on on kites they, nice. they there are there's like one giant ninja that explodes into multiple ninjas yeah it's so it's it's That's streaming silly. on tubi highly recommend watching it highly recommend it a uh, lot of fun. Little little shout out. Speaking of movies, uh, Tom Coveney from our community. Don't worry, your copy of Gemini Man. Yeah, oh, Jesus. 
You will receive your kind, your Gemini man. You're gonna get Gemini pill, just like me. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.